Hey gang, thanks for checking back with the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. Uh, in this episode, you're going to hear a little bit about uh, some goal setting. One of the goals I had was I have a sponsor. And two people have stepped up, two companies. One of them is Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. And the other one is M&M Jeeps. Uh, they have stepped up also. That's a car dealership in uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. So I'm actually going to talk about a couple offers they have for you guys and some exciting ones. So in the mid-roll segment, you can hear all about a special offer that each one of them have for you. Okay, check it out. Hello and welcome to the Cross-Thread Off-Road Podcast, where we discuss what's happening in Minnesota with off-roading in the off-road world. I am your host, Mitch Mose. This is the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast, and one of, the, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is goal setting. And in my line of work, uh, I do a lot of goal setting with my clients on a regular basis. But uh, today we're going to talk about goal setting for off-roading in your Jeep, and some things you might want to think about or just write down for yourself, and I'll tell you why I do goal setting. And uh, I actually got this idea from the Muscle Car Place and Rob Kibbe's podcast he did this last couple of years and in january and this year when i was listening to his podcast again just to get some uh you know just like to listen to muscle car things every now and again and he did the same thing and we sat down and said goal setting talked about his goals for the year uh, about his builds he's working on so i thought i'd share with you things that i want to work towards and i mentioned on a past podcast um that in 2021 uh that i want to go to moab with my Jeep. So we're kind of working with the Jeep build process on that being where we want to go. And uh, we came to, I came to the conclusion a long time ago that you get to go on a lot more trails if you just have 33s and lockers. So that's been the kind of the sweet spot that my buddies and I have been working towards and especially me in the back of my mind. And uh, it's coming together a little bit where I got the front locker I have it in my garage. It's just not in the Jeep, uh, but more on that later. <laughs> um, but I did buy and install uh, the ARB compressor, which was a challenge to try to find a good spot for that. I found a mount uh, online for the for a TJ and uh, classic cross-thread style. Uh, I put, was tried for a long time to get this little little guy in there. And it's not that big, but it's pretty tight underneath that hood. And trying to find a spot where it's not on some hot stuff is important. It's important. So the piece I got, uh, the mount, was for the brake on the brake booster. And uh, there was, you know, they had pictures and you know they sent to you. You can see online how they had it in there, but they didn't have pictures of it actually the, the compressor actually on the mount. So I call and he goes, uh, I call the guy who was helpful. He says, Yeah, you put it back on there vertically. And so I'm trying to get this thing in there vertically. I'm going, this just doesn't fit. It's square peg in a round hole. It's just, it's just not going to work. And I tried for a long time to get this in there. And then, you know, finally I took the multi plate that came and kind of eyeballed it. And, and they kind of put it in more horizontal. So I was exactly 90 degrees off. And I don't know if you guys or gals have ever done that. We worked at something, trying to put it in the wrong way for a very long time. And then you realized you're just 90 degrees off. Uh, so yeah, I turned it 90 degrees and it fit. <laughs> so, um, so I probably wasted, I don't know, an hour, two hours trying to put it in the wrong way. And, uh, again, I'm an enthusiast, not an expert. I think I've given you that idea before. 
if I was, if I had done this a second time, obviously I would have put done it right the second time. Or if I saw a picture of somebody else having it in their Jeep the right way, I went right to that. Uh, but that was not available to me. So back to the goals. Uh, you know, my goal this year is to kind of prepping for 2021 uh, for Moab. So again, I got the uh, compressor in there, locker. I hope we get the front done over the next uh, probably about six eight weeks. I think I can get it done in that time frame. It just mat it's a matter of a uh, couple things I have I'm lining up in terms of the schedule of the podcast and kind of how that's working. So for the Jeep itself, it's kind of working the right direction. The, the 33s were going to be my next thing on the list, uh, but the locker kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> it jumped ahead in line a little bit uh, just because it was available. So I think that uh, the 33s will come by the end of the year now. Uh, then the other things is just a spare tire mount for the 33-inch spare just so I don't wreck the tailgate on my TJ. And then upgrade the radio to CarPlay. Um, I have the an aftermarket deck in there. On a, it's a single DIN, if you guys don't know about much about TJs. A double DIN is the big high deck. It looks like, I don't know, four, three, four inches high. A single DIN is about two inches high. And so I have a single DIN, obviously, in there, but you can actually get a CarPlay with a single DIN. It's a, a Jensen system. My buddy, his wife, he just called me up. She called up, texted me and said, hey, you got some ideas for radios. My, my husband wants a a deal in his Jeep to play podcasts, and I just sent this one to her. It was actually somebody looking at it for a while. So he got it, and we're gonna install that, and I'm gonna see how that works, but that's probably the one I'm gonna go with. Uh, what it is, it's a single DIN, but you push a button, and the screen will slide out and pop up. And then you have your, you know, I think it's a six, air, six or seven inch display, which is probably on par with what new vehicles have. So that's kind of one I have in the back of my mind that would work for what I want to do. And you might be asking, why would you want to have CarPlay in there? If you guys never had CarPlay, you're able to play your podcast, your music, Pandora, your maps. And uh, you can actually have uh, one map that in particular I want is Gaia GPS. You can get on your phone. You can mount some sort of uh, little you know, uh, iPad or you can mount some sort of mini something in there or your phone use your Gaia GPS. Uh, but this will kind of connect right into... CarPlay, Gaia GPS. Well, if you use the Test Flight app, if you go into the app settings and look for Test Flight, and then download that first, then your Gaia GPS will pop right onto your CarPlay. I have it my daily. I uh, tested it out; works fine. I don't have my subscription for Gaia, but I want to have Gaia for when I'm going out and doing some bigger trips, even later on in the summer. But Gaia GPS is uh, why that one. Uh, I think I mentioned before, but you can use Gaia without data plan, without a data plan. So if you're out there in the middle of nowhere either northern Minnesota or out in the middle of Moab or out in the middle of you know, Black Hills or wherever where you don't have cell signal. Uh, if you preload where you're going and preload the trails you want to go on, that's what Gaia is it kind of serves for that, you can actually use that without a data plan, which is pretty handy when there's not one available. <laughs> so that's why you can also track how you're going. I haven't used it yet, but that's the direction I want to go. That's another goal for this year is to be able to use that app and, and uh, I think when I go to South Dakota f this summer, that's one of the trips I have planned, then um, we use Gaia GPS and uh, the, the services that go along with that. So as far as goals, it kind of that's the, the jeeping goals, part, big part of it. The uh, other ones that, that go along with off-roading and jeeping is the events or the adventures that you want to go on. 
Um, we'll try to hit uh, off-roading at least once this month, or once a month. Uh, so ones we have coming up this weekend, we're, we might try to go to Spider Lake or the Gandhi Dancer Trail. We haven't done the, I haven't done the Gandhi Dancer Trail, but I've done Spider Lake. It looks like we have a lot of snow. Today is, uh, as I'm recording, January 15th, and apparently we're gonna have 10 inches of snow uh, between now and Friday. Uh, something like that. Um, it's a Wednesday today, so be a great time to go off-roading. Hopefully nobody's on the road Friday afternoon or Saturday morning when, I'm gonna, when I want to get out of town. Um, so we'll see how that works. But uh, some deep snow. So that's why one of the things I'm thinking is one of those two trails. They, I know a spider lake isn't too extreme with obstacles or extreme hills, but if there's a foot of snow out there, that'd be fun uh, to do. And it's a little tamer trail and, and you know maybe a team of trail deep snow that's a challenge we're looking for so we'll see if that's what we end up doing or if we go up to Gandy Dancer which I've never done before then in a few weeks we have Chuck's winter run uh, that's in February 1st uh, you can go to any of the local Jeep clubs online they'll have some information about that one I think we mentioned it in our winter, winter wheeling episode how much fun that is and this is my God, 2015 is the first time so this will be the fifth time going to the winter run uh, I think for that one, I'm going to be there a little early and try to meet a few people. So if you, if you guys are going to go to that one on uh, February 1st, I'm going to get to the trail probably about 8.30 in the morning and uh, try to get around and talk to a few people. So try to find me there. Uh, July, looking way out there, but July, got a Black Hills trip. and That's going to be a future episode. I'm actually going to interview somebody from a Black Hills Jeeps, uh, which is a Jeep club out there. Uh, so I'm going to interview him and talk to him about that. Hopefully he can be my guide a little bit when I go out there in July. And then uh, kind of some loosely based Appleton spring camping, border border, some private land invites we've gotten recently. So I'm going to try to hit those. Gilbert's a big one, like I said. Uh, so those are some loosely ones we have on, this, on, the, uh, on our minds coming up to go to in the next few months. So that takes care of the adventures I want to go on. I also want to do a spring camping trip. I think I mentioned that, but spring camping. My wife said she wouldn't mind doing uh, a camping trip as long as there's no bugs, which means we got to find something in the springtime or in the winter. So uh, that's going to be a challenge, but I'm going to try to do it. It's just something fun to do. I got some private land that we own that uh, we could go on and do some fun stuff with that. Uh, so we just got to see how that how we can line it up. Um, so that's some part of the goal setting for the podcast itself. Things are going well. Uh, one of the things I have, uh, you know, goals that would affect you guys. I really just want to have a weekly schedule, and it's kind of the schedule I've been rolling on. So if you're a listener, you like listen to it each Monday, Sunday afternoon is kind of when I try to kick it out. I'm trying to be a week or two ahead of schedule, which means I have the people I want to talk to ahead of line, ahead of line, about a week or two ahead of time. And then also, or just talk to my buddies, or just have some good subject matter to talk about so it's fresh and fun for you guys. Uh, and not that it's super important, but um, you know, trying to just get more listeners. I think the more listeners we have, the more outreach we have, the more exposure we could have to local events or local needs we might have in our community. Uh, so you can hear more about that. I know I'm gonna have, uh, I have some good people lined up already to talk to, but I think just adding listeners would be a good goal. In this section, I want to talk a bit about a couple of my ideas on what I call the off-roader continuum as a vehicle and the off-roader willingness continuum as a person. <laughs> so basically, this is an XY curve. 
on uh, a few different ideas on if you could put it on a chart. On one side of the x-axis you might have the vehicle itself. Uh, bone stock, Jeep right off the dealership floor, that's kind of like the one end. Then you got your full-grown buggy bouncer which is tube frame, it's ready to go and kill the hill. Uh, so that's kind of one direction you might go. Uh, is killing the hill where you basically bone stock, not even mall color status, not even a new sticker or anything on it. Then the other part of that, the y-axis, might be the person itself. Uh, one person might be scared of the wind blowing if they're driving down the highway, or versus wild man. Okay, so you have your, your two wild, wildly different parts of, of the off-roader person. Somebody who's scared to take it off-road, and you might even put this on a scale of 1 to 10 even, on scared of the wind to wild man, uh, same thing idea with the other one, 1 to 10 on you know bone stock to all-out craziness buggy bouncer. Uh, so just have that in mind, uh, then I have my overkill philosophy. <laughs> so overkill, what I mean by that is basically have somebody who built the Jeep way more capable than they're willing to go. Uh, so for example, if, if somebody who bought every little thing out of Quadratech slapped on their Jeep, but they don't even know how to take tar air out of the tires to go you know, in the snow, uh, but they have everything else ready to go. Uh, wouldn't call them a poser because they're willing to take it off-road, uh, but you know, you know what I mean. They, they, their Jeep is overkill compared to what they're actually going to use it for. And I actually had this in mindset when I was test driving a vehicle for my daily. I was test driving a one-ton uh, forward with a diesel. It was a going to be a good deal for me. It was an O, I think it was an O six, and they had the six-liter. I know it's a crappy one, but uh, I had in my mind that I was going to buy this and then do the bulletproof package to it right away within the first year. Um, but then I thought for how much I'm actually towing, I was never going to get the full use out of that diesel no matter what. And so I went with a half ton instead. <laughs> but the idea behind it was it was a smoking deal at just over 20 grand. I was like, this is awesome. I only had 50,000 miles on it. Uh, I was totally going to buy it. I was going to name it Overkill because it was way more than I needed. But I came to my senses and got some little more, little more practical little more comfortable daily driving and something I wasn't going to ruin the motor by not using it to its fullest extent. So that's the overkill philosophy I have in my mind and then the other one is the, the um, scale 1 to 10 or the, uh, the continuum, the XY axis, whatever kind of math you want to use on it. Uh, the reason I bring all this up is my guest I'm going to have come in, his name is Terry and he has a brand new Jeep or a newer Jeep, it's a JL. And we're going to find out. I haven't talked to him yet. I haven't met him in person. We've just been texting back and forth. And we're going to talk to him a bit about what he thinks. He has a newer Jeep. And I have this dilemma. If somebody's going to have a brand new Jeep, do they take it off road or not? Some people are brave enough to do that. I'm not one of them. I was a used. I bought mine used. And uh, I think that's the way to go if we're actually going to go off road. And uh, I have some ideas behind that. But if I was ever brave enough to take my Jeep and, and take it in the woods and get some pinstriping from the sticks and the trees, uh, I, that takes a brave person. So he's brave. He's braver than I am to get a brand new Jeep and take it off-road. So we're going to be talking to him a bit about that on the willingness, the, the vehicle itself. Uh, kind of, We're going to find out where he is at on that continuum from, you know, is it new, nothing done to it, or it has some things. We're going to find that out tonight. And his willingness, we're going to talk a bit about his willingness. Is he scared of the wind or is he a wild man? We want to know a little bit about that. I'm pretty sure he's in the middle on that second one, uh, but we'll find out. 
Uh, we're gonna invite him to Chuck's Winter Run. We'll see if he wants to come to that. Uh, but this is gonna be an enthusiast to enthusiast episode, not really an enthusiast talking to an expert. This is just two guys who got some ideas and wanna see him fly. So that's what this episode is about. Hey, and we're now we're here with Terry. So Terry uh, is from, where are you from again? I live in Big Lake. Big Lake, Minnesota. So Terry came down to my house in Bloomington uh, to sit down with me today to talk about a uh, little bit about his Jeep, but also his Jeeping lifestyle, his Jeep club. We got a few things we're going to be talking about, but Terry, you're, he's one of the reasons I want to bring Terry in and talk is he's really new to off-roading and really new to Jeep. And a lot of people I've been talking to have been doing it for 30 years. They've have multiple Jeeps. They've built built multiple Jeeps. You know, from YJs, CJs, JKs, you know, you know, Hemi swaps, the whole nine yards. You know, these guys have been doing it forever, and they're brave enough to put 40s on, tons, all that stuff. And so, uh, when and my buddy Wade was at a, a brewery, and one of the Jeep clubs in the area was having their winter party, a Christmas party, and my buddy Wade just walked up to Terry and started talking to him all about stuff. He said, "Hey, my buddy does a podcast," and because Wade texted me, he goes, hey, there's some Jeep club here doing a, you know, the Christmas party. I'm like, go talk to somebody. <laughs> I texted him back. I go, I want, I want to meet somebody from that club. And uh, so that's how I got a hold of Terry. And Terry is, is the perfect person. I texted him and says, is it perfect? I want a newbie. I want a brand new person. And one of my goals this year is to take somebody who's a new to the Jeep, who has a Jeep, who's never been off-roading, and get him off-roading. But Terry, he beat me to the punch. He's been off-roading a few times. So Terry, why don't you say hi to everybody? <laughs> Hey everybody, this is uh, Terry. Um, thanks for having me, Mitch. Um, I was uh, I was overwhelmed that uh, Wade came up and introduced himself out of me, out of the whole Jeep club. And like Mitch said, I am brand spanking new to the off-road community. This is my first Jeep. I didn't even know that I was going to own a Jeep until until June. <laughs> so, what were your choices before you had the Jeep? What were your? Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but I take about five years to look at vehicles. I research, research, research. So what was the other vehicles you were considering at the time? I wasn't really even considering a vehicle at the time. My buddy texted me a photo of his wife, and she was trading in her new vehicle, and she was going to trade in her Dodge Charger on a, on a new Jeep Wrangler. And I never even really considered a Jeep. And when I saw that photo of their Mojito Green Jeep, oh. I was like, that thing looks pretty awesome. That's pretty <laughs> cool. And then, like a day later, I started getting into my head. It's like, my pickup truck's starting to get a few oil drops in the driveway <laughs> and everything like that. And it's like, I got online, looked it up, and it's like, went to Bloomington uh, Chrysler Jeep, and they had one that fit the specs that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I went and looked at it after work, literally three days after seeing that photo. And I walked, I, I drove away that night. <laughs> so you got hooked really fast. Yes. So I've been hooked since I watched Daisy Duke drive that <laughs> Jeep around on that. Oh, I love Daisy Duke. <laughs> so I've been hooked in on Jeep since then and off-roading since then. But so uh, your Jeep, what color of blue is that? It's a really nice blue. It's a ocean blue metallic. Okay. And uh, he showed me the motor. We had to work a little bit to get the hood up because neither of us knew how to get the dang thing up. But uh, he had the two-liter. Yep. Tell us about that. I got the, the, the four-cylinder. I didn't really know anything about the four-cylinder or the six-cylinder. That's just the one they had, so I was like, I went with it. But surprisingly enough, it's an extremely capable motor. It's it's plenty fast. It's got plenty of torque. It it, it gets the job done. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a two-liter, the mild hybrid. Is that right? Yes. Okay. 
And you got the Sahara package. Correct. So the things you were looking for, tell me some of the things you were looking for. You said they had exactly the one I wanted. What are some of the things that were top of your list? Well, I got a long commute to work, so I had to have the premium sound. Mm -hmm. I wanted the big display, mm -hmm. and that display is beautiful, you know, because I have to have my Apple CarPlay mm -hmm. and Android Auto in there so I can uh, have my GPS and listen to my podcast. And it's like I love listening to this podcast on the, on the drive to work oh, whenever a new one pops up. Okay, cool. So that's uh, one of the things that's going to come up in a future episode. Actually, I was talking to somebody, uh, texting, texting or whatever, messaging, I guess, through Facebook. Somebody was asking the Jeep Owners Club, hey, I might put a new head unit in. What should I get? I said, get one with Apple CarPlay. I sent a couple to them. And they said, do you have one of these? I said, no, but if I had a Jeep, I would want it. I have it, the Apple CarPlay in my pickup, and I really like it. And for TJ guys out there, there is a way to get an Apple CarPlay with a screen that pops up. I'm going to talk about it soon. I think I did already earlier in this episode, actually, but having a single bin that has a screen that pops up so you can have all the Apple CarPlay pieces. And you weren't here for the part I was talking about before, but there's a way to have Gaia GPS on your Apple CarPlay to have that pop up. Do you have Gaia? Do you use Gaia? I do use Gaia. I'm not familiar with it yet, but I'm starting to, so to you, get into it. I, don't know, I didn't know that I could uh, use that app. app. There's an app called Test Flight uh, that you can pull up, and then you can use their beta version of the Gaia GPS. The test flight just lets you use their beta apps. So download that first, then you have Gaia, and it'll pop right up your Apple CarPlay. It's cool. That would be awesome. I tried it and used it. That way you don't have to have another like a little mini iPad, whatever else in there. So I've been, I'm going to play with that with my pickup just to kind of use it, but that way I, would have, I also want to have it in my Jeep. So there is a way to do that and uh, and so on. So it's real cool. We went and looked at a little walk around in your Jeep, and I saw there's a few upgrades you, you did. Kind of walk us through that a little bit. Well, the first thing that I wanted to do was uh, get a winch. So I uh, went, went to the uh, local major four-wheel parts store here, and I, I bought a worn uh, VR10S with a synthetic, synthetic line. Mm -hmm. And that thing, I, I, I did get to use that on my first trip out with it off-roading and it worked mm -hmm. like a like a champ mm -hmm. then I also knew I wanted some rock sliders because I uh, doing some off-roading here before that and I hit the hit the bottom a couple times and I was like yeah I'm definitely gonna need that a little some sliders would be nice yeah. yep yep anything and to the rear at all not yet not yet but that's in the future plans but you did tell me you got a pretty good deal on some Rubicon takeoff wheels and tires right correct <laughs> yep so that's a word you guys out there that there are some people out there who buy a brand new Rubicon and upgrade it right away. And if you have a Sahara Sport and you want to make it, dress it up a little bit, you can find some Rubicon takeoffs for a pretty good deal. So that's what he has on, on his vehicle. So those are 33s? Those are 33s, the, the, yep. the regular factory Rubicons, Rubicon yep. tires. And, the and KO2s, yep. And uh, they're pretty awesome. So it, it definitely dressed yep. it up a little bit. And, and uh, we're going to talk a bit about how crazy I think new off-roader, new guys who have a brand new vehicle go off-road <laughs> are. And uh, I'm going to mention in my, one of my next recordings is, is a used car dealer. And uh, we're going to talk all about used Jeeps and how, how to look for them, why I think that's a great way to go. But I would love to be a guy who has a new one off-road because you don't have to deal with the old vehicle problems. But uh, you've been off-road a couple times with it, and you already have a little bit of a fender issue. Tell us that story, <laughs> how that fender got to be a little bit loose. I don't even know exactly when or, and where it happened. I, I know it happened down at uh, Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch mm -hmm. back in uh, early December. And 
had the front sway bar disconnected and just flexing and it just uh just popped out mm -hmm. and I, I didn't even notice it until the end of the night yeah, it was kind of bad breath. yep yeah that's what happens when you get that sway bar disconnected it's gonna gonna flop out so you know the the tires gonna drop the other one's gonna go up and something's gonna hit if you don't have if you went to bigger tires do you have any other plans like to put a little lift in there at all uh, sitting in my basement right now over Black Friday, I ordered a uh, rock crawler uh, 2.5 inch uh, lift for it. Now is that a lift or is that a, is that a leveling kit? It, it's a lift. It's a full lift kit. Full lift, okay. With, with adjustable uh, with sway sway bars and uh, swaylings, yeah, and uh, track bar and track bar, all that stuff. Full nine yards. Okay. When yep. did you get it? When, when did I get it? Yeah. I you ordered it on Black Friday. But I ordered it on Black January Friday. Something. <laughs> and it's. I literally got it within a week after that. Okay. And I'm just waiting to waiting to install it. Okay. You're gonna do it yourself, or you're gonna have some people help you, or I'm gonna have people some people help me out on it. Okay. So it's a little bit above my uh, level. <laughs> so suspension is. I don't think it's gonna be too horrible, but it's just nice to have people with experience, like like people in my Jeep club, that'll be able to uh, help help me out and know know the little nooks and crannies, and you know what to what to do. What to do with it? Cool. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about a couple of my sponsors. Uh, first one I want to talk to you about is MNNJeeps.com and the second one is Zeus Off-Road. Okay? Uh, mentioned in the pre-roll that that's my two new sponsors. MNN Jeeps uh, is the first one. They're a Brainerd, Minnesota you know, Jeep dealership and they're going to find the right Jeep for you. So if you have in your mind that you want to have a 2015 school bus yellow Rubicon, they can go find that one for you. Uh, they would not buy a Jeep for their, uh, their dealer lot unless it's one that Jeff would drive himself. Uh, Jeff is the guy to talk to about this over at mnnjeeps.com. He also has a great Facebook page where they feature their different Jeeps or they push out some of the other things they might have in a lot that might interest you. But that's the place to go. He's, he's going to make sure that they're rust-free is what his main thing is and a few other things. And he actually is featured in the next episode that's uh, coming up next week. So you can hear all about the process he goes through to find the right Jeep for his lot and also the right Jeep he can find for you. And what, what else he's offering, if you go there and buy a Jeep from him, he's offering a $500 credit for Zeus Off-Road. So he's going to have give you a jump start on that build you're looking for. He's going to have the Jeep for you. He's going to help you uh, get that first build done to it. Uh, so you can take that and get wheels and tires package. You can get a little lift kit, a winch, wherever you want from Zeus Off-Road. He can ship it there for you, like I said. Uh, Chad, then, if you already have a Jeep uh, and you want some work done, Chad at Zeus Off-Road, he's the guy to talk to. So you can go right into Zeus Off-Road and say, hey, I already have the Jeep I have uh, right now in my driveway, but I want some work done to it. I want it to be not so stock. So he'll take it and help go through the build process with you. I featured him in episode two, if you haven't listened to that one yet. But he'll go through on a build plan and find out what a good build plan is for you for your Jeep or any other off-roader. And he's also offering, if you get a service done and you get some things done, you get a free t-shirt, okay? So there's some minimums there, but uh, you gotta make sure you get something done. You can't just walk in and say, hey, uh, I heard about this from the podcast, gonna get a free shirt, you know, don't be silly, you have to get something done. <laughs> so Chad over there at Zeus Off-Road, he's the guy to talk to uh, to get some work done there. So again, the offer, at M&M Jeeps. They also have a great uh, Facebook page, but the offer there is if you go up there and buy a Jeep, $500 credit goes over to Zeus Off-Road. Zeus Off-Road takes it from there. So you can end up getting some cool things done. One more quick side note, the end date for these deals is August 
2020. So what else do you have planned for the Jeep? I plan on doing front and rear bumpers on it. Okay. I'm, and I definitely need to do some uh, Under Armour on it. Because there's, there's no skid plates on there at all besides the transfer case skid plate? I'm not exactly sure what the factory skid plates are on there, but I, I definitely know that I want to protect the differentials on there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not exactly sure where to go, but I've, I've got a huge resource of a bunch of people that will be able to shoot me in the right direction. Do you know what brand you're going with at all? or Not a clue. So, I'll, not that I'm going to steer you in any one direction by listening to Modern Jeeper, and that's the Metacloak guys. And they talk all about it. That's the guys who own Metacloak, and they're like, yeah, we got... We got the two liter, we got the two liter hybrid, we got the two, you know, the 3.6, you know, so they have all these different ones they have out already, and they're like, oh, now they have the diesel coming out. But, so they have a lot of, a lot of work there, and they're a big name in the, the skid plate and armor division, so that might be a place to look, just as hot first suggestion, but there's plenty of them out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, all it is is a, you know, piece of metal, you can slap it all on there, so, but have an idea which direction you want to go, because, and stick them the same brand, is my f suggestion because they all kind of meet up and fill mm -hmm. in together uh, across the back from what I can tell from different brands that are out there. So, cool. I'll, I'll definitely start there. Well, bumpers you said too you're going to do? Right, right. And you already got the winch plate on her, so. Yeah, I'll have to get rid of that winch plate and, you know, go with the, the winch plate that comes with the, the front I'm bumper. I'm sure there's somebody out there on Craigslist land or Facebook marketplace that would love to have that winch plate. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of them out there. <laughs> plenty yep. of people love that. Cool. So that's uh, anything that you said. You had the high high quality stereo already, and you're happy with that. And it's phenomenal. Take know. take the top and the doors off on it, and uh, cruising on the highway, it uh, it bumps. It uh, you can hear it plain as day. Good, good. So one of the main things I wanted to talk to you tonight is as a new Jeeper, and you already mentioned it. One of the things I was gonna hit on already that you're gonna have some buddies help you out with that that lift kit. Uh, that's going to go on your JL. So that's a benefit of a, being in some sort of Jeep club. That's one thing. But from your perspective, you, you're part of a Jeep club. I want you to name the Jeep club and, and why that you wanted to join. Why do you want to join the club from your perspective? Well, when I first got the Jeep, that's one of the first things I did is start researching Jeep clubs on Facebook. And North Star Jeep Club was the one that popped up first. Mm -hmm. And I went to one of their monthly meetings and just just gelled with with all the guys there and it's like it's just a great bunch of people mm -hmm. cool so uh, you've been there well you, you bought the jeep in june you say or june 18th so you did okay got the exact date good job <laughs> september 9th is when i got mine <laughs> but uh actually it was september i think it was september 9th but so now uh you join them where are they based out of they're based right out of here out of the uh, twin cities metro area that's where the bulk of us are Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just around the surrounding areas, and we just meet up once a month and just just uh, BS about Jeep stuff. And so stuff. you met at a brewery in Minnetonka? Is there any other places that you meet, or is there a couple different spots? We usually meet off of uh, off 150th at Devani's over there okay. every every, uh, every Tuesdays down. Okay. On, on every one, one Tuesday a month. One Tuesday a month. Yeah, Correct. Tuesday. Correct. Okay. And how big is uh, North Star Jeep Club? It, it started off with 20 members, and I think there's around, I'd say between 40 and 50 active members. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. You haven't but, seen but them all. It, but, uh, no, I haven't met them all, but, but they, they try to keep it small. They don't want to get too large. Mm -hmm. Easier to control a smaller, smaller group. And what activities are involved in that Jeep Club? 
Well, what activities have you participated in? Because it's your perspective. Like, what activities have you participated with them on? I met some of the guys at uh, at Chuck's Fall Run. Mm -hmm. Met up with, with some of those guys out there, and you know, and went wheeling with those guys. And you know, they're extremely knowledgeable, and they're definitely will will talk to you about anything and any questions that you have, and they're all their experience. They'll they'll answer them. Really nice guys. They uh, they work hard and they play hard. Mm -hmm. Good, good. And so you mentioned now that you've been on a, a few different trails, and this is where we're going to get a little deeper into your trail habits. As I mentioned before, uh, in this recording that I kind of let you in on, there's the what I call the continuum of the off-roader, <laughs> okay? How crazy are they, and how built is their Jeep? So you have the, the stalker Jeeper guy who's bone stock, nothing done to it, and then we have the guy who, who built it up, built to the hilt, 40s and tons, or buggy bouncer level. So that's one of them, the XY axis. Then the other one, you're going to have uh, the Jeeper himself. You got mild mannered, you know, the wind blows, crosswind, he gets scared, he or she gets scared. And then you have wild man. <laughs> okay. So on the, the, the vehicle side, you're moving over a little bit. You're, you're, you're not stock anymore. Good job. And you're, you're moving over bit by bit. Not that you have to be way over here. It's just you're moving over a bit. You make some improvements. I don't think you're. Uh, you're at the uh, overkill level at all yet. But how would you feel, would you say, you are on the off-roading side of things? Are you mild-mannered or are you getting closer to wild man? Where do you see yourself going? Right now I'm fairly conservative because this is my daily driver and it is a brand new vehicle, <laughs> fresh off the lot. Yep. So it's kind of, it's a little nerve-wracking at first, the first time I was out doing some real off-roading at uh, Chuck's Fall Run. Mm -hmm. and looking up at some of those hills out there you're like there's no way i'm gonna make it up there <laughs> and four low aired down to 15 psi crawled right up it yeah, and and the, those are with the with the stock tires some of the some of the hills i couldn't make it up but after i bought the ko2s when i went down to front knock and it climbed everything out there with, mm -hmm. with those tires those just just upgrading the tires was was a major win you sent me some pictures that had the stock Sahara tires on there, and now you got the, the Rubicon takeoffs. And so when he pulled in, pulled up to my garage, I'm like, oh, he's got Rubicon tires on there now. So it's a little different than the pictures you sent me. So there's some changes there. Now, here's the next question. Does your brand new Jeep have some custom Minnesota pinstriping on it? Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. How did you feel that first time you saw a scratch go down on the clear coat? It was a little. It was a little nerve-wracking. I think he's but, tearing up a little bit. <laughs> but uh, you know, because it, it is a beautiful blue Jeep, and getting those those pinstripes in there was a little crazy. But I'm over it now, and it's it's part of the journey. It's like rip off a band-aid. Your first mm -hmm. pinstripe. Okay, now we can actually do stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's cool. And so, are you going to go to Chuck's Winter Run coming up here in a few weeks? Unfortunately, I have plans on that day. I really <laughs> wanted to go, but I'm not going to make it out to that one. Okay. So I'll I'll be there for the spring run. Okay. And to have you, we got some snow coming. We got some weather coming in the town this weekend. Are you going to go tear it up a little bit this weekend on the streets when there's two feet of snow out there, a foot of snow, whatever we got coming? We'll see. We'll see how how we feel. <laughs> you know, you, you got to get out there and play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So so far, you've mentioned a couple places you went. You did the Chucks uh, Fall Run, and then you went to Missouri. Tell us about that Missouri trip. The Missouri trip down in the Ozarks. That was significantly more technical than uh, than Chuck's Fall Run. 
and I, I was with a great bunch of guys, some some of the guys from uh, North Star Jeep Club, mm -hmm. and they're really experienced. If I wouldn't have those guys with me, I wouldn't any, wouldn't have been able to do most of the the technical stuff that I that I could do because they th they were spotting for me and all that stuff, and it's like. And they they had to pull me up over some uh, obstacles, and I pulled the guys up behind me with my jeep with the mm -hmm. obstacles, and we we had to use my winch for the first time, and it was just an amazing experience, and I, I'm just grateful that those those guys were out there leading the way. So this place, what's the name of the place, in Missouri again? It's a uh, it's about a hour and a half outside of uh, Springfield, Missouri. It's in uh, it's called Southern Missouri Off Road Ranch, and there's there's two trails out there which are part of the uh, Jeep Badge of Honor program. I'm writing that, I'm writing that down. Southern Missouri Off-Road off -road Ranch. ranch. Somebody else told me some other things in, in Missouri. I'm just not sure if that's one. So it's not too far from Springfield. How many hour drive is it from the cities here? Let's see. It was probably about a 10-hour about a drive or so, give or take a few. So 10 hours south. I'm hoping it's south. I mean, yep. I'm just trying yep. to think of a spring trip here. I'm kind of back in my mind going like, okay, we're, if it's almost spring here, it's spring somewhere else. <laughs> I yep. can probably yep. go do something, uh, especially if it's down south. So that's a that's a nice long poke right there. But that sh that should be pretty fun. So is it a big place, small place? How big was it? I mean, did you feel you got through the whole thing? Or we didn't even get through hardly enough of it. The, mm -hmm. the place was huge. I want to say it was like fourteen hundred. Acres or something like that. Okay, so it's very big so place. so it's pretty pretty big, and there's there's all kinds of they they go on a a, a rating scale of uh, one to six, mm -hmm. and we we did a bunch of four trails, and we we did one five trail on uh, on accident. <laughs> okay, somebody made a wrong turn. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't marked, and then we we realized what trail that we we were on, and we got we got into it. And we're like, yeah, this is pretty crazy. Yeah, I did. I did some mountain bike trails like that when I first got into it, and then uh, I was out with my buddy Wade, who, who's been on the podcast a couple times, or you met at the bar, and we did this one loop one time the first week I went. I'm like, this is awesome. We got to come back here again. And then we went the next week, and I invited one of my clients to come with. And then about halfway through the trail, like, well, what's this? What's the difference between blue? What's this double black diamond and then the blood double red diamond? What's those mean things mean? And we got in there. And it was basically just a rock garden. It's like you could barely walk through it, let alone ride a bike, you know, especially when we were new to the biking like this, this, you know, mountain biking. Um, but the, when I f the first week we went out, it took us about 45 minutes to go through the easy trail. We had no clue where we were going. The second time we went, we did all these hard sections. And this is exercise, heat, it's hot. Uh, it took us about an hour and a half, <laughs> okay? Hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. My we got to the trailhead, my client looks at me and he goes, I hate you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know it was that long. I want to see what this double black diamond thing meant. I had no clue and that there was different trail ratings. <laughs> on my, and I thought it was just a bike trail. But no, it got a pretty extreme and and extre use extreme caution. And uh, it was what it, now they have them marked off pretty well. So you, you're not going to accidentally go around a trail like that. So I've been on trails like that on a mountain bike. Um, and definitely on the on the, uh, in the Jeep trails, I've been in places I didn't think I could get through at all. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm the first Jeep. I guess we're going this way, and I'm going to give it a shot. But that's awesome. So Southern Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch. I'm going to have to check that one out for a, 
get out of Minnesota type of a trail. Yeah. So cool. We'll have to check that one out. Which one's your, is that the only two you've been on or have you been out some other places? The, uh, the I think it's called Frontenac Farms down Frontenac, south, okay, just, just south of uh, Red Wing. Yeah, Frontenac. They, they, they did their veterans run, mm -hmm. what I think is like early November or something like that. That place has some rocks. How'd you feel about that? Did you go some some of the rocky trails? We did did some rocky trails. I didn't actually go on some of the more extreme ones. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll be a little bit more ready once I get the armor on there and be a little more adventurous. Yeah, some of those trails out there are definitely more buggy bouncer and full roll yeah. cage, you know, full caged up type of vehicle type of trails. But other places are pretty fun. You get some pretty funky angles out there. Yeah. So. I've been out there. That's where I, I donated my tailpipe to that place. <laughs> I've told that story, but I got stuck in the mud, and I tried backing out, and my tailpipe caught the edge, bent the tailpipe, and uh, also I had a nice little bend in it. And then I tried, you know, took that part off and tried putting a different tailpipe on. It didn't work. So now I am I have a tailpipe delete kit, which means I just don't have a tailpipe. Right. <laughs> so this goes muffler, then that's it. And so it works out just fine. I don't have to worry about dragging my muffler or pinching my muffler, or the tailpipe, I should say, pinching my tailpipe at all, because there's just not one there. So uh, Frontenac it kind of taught me you don't always need to have a full tailpipe if you're not, you know, you just don't need it all the time. <laughs> That's what I've learned there. But Frontenac's pretty fun. They're pretty active there, too. So uh, which one's your favorite so far, would you say? Was it the South, so the Missouri Frontenac, or would you say the Chucks? Which one's your favorite so far? I would say Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch. You know, just because being in the Ozarks and the the mountains and everything, but uh, you know, but the Chucks and Frontenac, th those are both outstanding mm -hmm. runs as well. Where's your next place you're gonna go? The the trip that I have planned for the summer is I'm gonna meet up with the with the Navy buddy. He's living in San Diego, and we're gonna meet in Moab. Oh, you are doing a Moab this year? Huh? Yep, yep. So you, well, you have the cushy JL. You're gonna drive it out there? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, have you been here before? I, in 2011, I was out there, but I didn't know anything about off-roading and just, just on a just on a vacation trip, just on a photography trip. Okay, are you going to go during EJS or around EJS? Or? I'm going to avoid EJS. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we're, we're still trying to figure out when we're going to go. It's probably going to be in, in uh, May or June, more than likely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, t I talked a couple times about Moab. It's on my... I think I talked about it earlier in this podcast even, where it is on my 2021 list of things to do and uh, prep for that. Uh, you weren't here for that piece. I was, I was sitting here solo. I talked all about that piece. And I, when I talked to Dustin, and I uh, don't know if that made the air or not, but we did talk a lot about Moab on there. And then a few other people that I'm obsessing about Moab because if you watch every YouTube video, that's where they all oh. want to go. Yep. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm going to go out there. And I'm gonna try it out. You know, I want to get I want to get my Jeep out there. So that's why we're preparing that one. So that's a big goal. Any big preparation points you think you need to make to your Jeep before that point? I hope to have the uh, front and rear bumpers on there. Hope to have the uh, armor, and I think I'll be ready to do some of the trails out there. I think I'm just gonna go for maybe uh, fins and things, and maybe Hell's Revenge. Mm -hmm. and that'll probably be the uh, hardest trails that I'll do. Mm -hmm. And gonna do lots of photography out there. That's why I bought the Jeep was to take me places where normal a normal person cannot go. Yeah, normal vehicle and, mm -hmm. and get you out there. So you do some photography is that little side hobby for you? Yeah, or? just fun to just just a hobby. Spend some time, you know, it's taking some beautiful landscape photos with with the Jeep in the in the background as well. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be one of my my main models. Okay, <laughs> well that's good. It's, it's a nice looking Jeep. So. Uh, 
it's it's, it's a great looking Jeep, so it's a good good thing to have in all those pictures. Uh, there's any other big places in Minnesota you want to hit? Or oh, I'm definitely going to hit Gilbert. Okay, that that that's a must do. Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody in the Jeep Club talks about Gilbert and, and going up there, and they say the place is just amazing. Yeah, you um you find some wilderness out there. I, I like I said, I've been there and. I've talked about that on this podcast, and every, as soon as I left, I'm like, I want to go back. <laughs> you know, definitely want to go back and spend some time there. I know there's spring conventions coming up. We're going to have a podcast talking a lot about that coming up here. But the uh, the Gilbert is it's pretty awesome, and it's going to get bigger. Uh, Gilbert North, as I've been told, is what it's going to be called, and uh, they're going to really uh, dress that up too, and, and hopefully. So before we go. Um, I want to know, is there anything else you might want to do to your Jeep? As soon as I burn through my uh, 33K02s, I'll, I'll upgrade to uh, 35s. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which tires I'm going to go with, but uh, I'll do a lot of research on that. So 35, so that your lift kit can handle the 35-inch tire. I think the JLs, see, when I look at this, and you know, some of the people might write in and everything, but the TJ, to get to a 35, you got to put like a 3.5-inch lift or more to get a 35 on it. A JL, I think you can put a, a leveling kit and you can slap 35s in pretty quick. So you're, you're already putting, a, you said a two and a half inch, is that what it is, a two inch full lift? Two and a half lift. inch full lift. So you should be able to handle a 35 no problem, right? Correct. It, it, it'll handle it no problem. I, I, I do have to put uh, wheel spacers on there, so push some, it out a little bit. three and a half inches. Yeah. Um, you might be able to sell these wheels and just get different wheels if you wanted to, but... Uh, I, I love the looks of these wheels, so I plan on just putting tires on them. And throw a spacer in there and have mm-hmm. to push it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That yep. makes sense. Yep. And you'll find, too, that uh, if you order anything from one of the magazines or the websites, they'll they'll send you a bunch of stuff. This is some of the stuff from Minnesota Road Drive, but there's... Um, you order something from a magazine, you'll get the magazine every month. <laughs> Before you know it, you'll be paging through, and you'll be going, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. Back to the North Star Jeep Club, uh, do you let other non-Jeeps in, or is it just Jeep only? It's, it's um, <laughs> in, in, any off-road vehicle is more than welcome to, to come check us out and join. What's funny is I, I, I try not to say this is a Jeep podcast, off-road, it's an off-road podcast, but it's kind of like Kleenex, you know, for, for, for facial tissues. Everybody just calls it a Kleenex. They don't call it a facial tissue. Mm-hmm. And just like any off-roader or a Jeep event or Jeep Jamboree or Jeep Club, it's just like universal for that. Yep. Everybody knows what you're talking about when you say a Jeep Club. Oh, you know, guys that go off-road and do, do crazy stuff. <laughs> but, so I saw your shirt and it said North Star Jeep Club. I'm like, well, do you let other people in? Some are just like, no, this is for Jeeps only, you know, but... Uh, they let me in. <laughs> they let you in. You just got one. I guess that's the barrier of entry is having an off-roader. But uh, that's cool. Well, thanks for coming in. Uh, I think we got through all the things I wanted to talk about. But oh, one more thing. When you first went off-road, how nervous were you? I would say the the tension was uh, kind of high. <laughs> how about the second time? The second time it was a little bit easier, but there, you put yourself into some situations and you get a little bit off camber and and you get the get climbing. And you're like, I don't think I can do that, and then the jeep just keeps on going. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, these little what these little things can do and what they can go through. Uh, and the reason I asked that because I mentioned before that the first time I went off road, I was so nervous, my oh, jaw yeah. hurt the other day because I was clenching my teeth because yep. I was so so nervous. And now I can go to those same parts and be sitting like this, waiting for somebody to hook a tow rope up to me. I'm like, I just be talking to people. I'm just, you know, sitting straight up and down. But the first time I thought, you know, bad things were going to happen. You know, 
But um, once you get going, even if you have a, a newer Jeep, uh, for you people out there who haven't been off-roading, give it a try to hit a milder trail at first. You get over it, get a little pinstripe in your vehicle, you know, so other people know you take it off-road. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and because uh, truth be told, I, I, I mentioned that continuum before, not to judge people, but when I see Jeeps in my neighborhood or Edina or Eden Prairie, <laughs> And I look at the Jeep, I'm like, that thing is never going off-road. I see a Rubicon, and I'm like, that thing's not even going to see low range ever in its life <laughs> until the second owner. And so I always look around at different vehicles I see out there. I'm like, but if I see one that has a winch on the front, a couple pinstripes on, I'm like, that thing's been off-road. You know, that guy uses it for that purpose. It's not just overkill. Well, my, my first scratch was on a trail. Mm-hmm. Like most people's scratches are in a parking lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that fact. <laughs> you, you use it. You get, get your toys out and you play with them. So that's awesome. Well, again, thanks for coming in. I think we got through everything we wanted to talk about. And uh, we'll let you go. Thank thanks you very much, ahead. Mitch. Hey, once again, I want to thank my sponsors for the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. And that's mnmjeeps.com in Brainerd, Minnesota. That's your source for great used Jeeps. And if you want to take them to uh, Zeus Off-Road after you pick one up and get it customized, that'd be great. Tell them I sent you here. Tell them the Crossroad Off-Road podcast sent you there. You can also find them both at fa- on Facebook and Instagram. They have some great Facebook and Instagram uh, photos and projects that you'll see on there. So again, M&M Jeeps and Zeus Off-Road. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Next week, I'll be talking to somebody new about off-roading and the off-roading lifestyle. Hope you guys will join us. Thanks.